listening. I'm Jason Ward from MakingStarWars.net. And with me, as always, is Old Force Ghost, Ghost, Ghosty Ghost Rob. That, that's that's <laughs> your name? Kind of fumbled that. Whatever. Um, yeah. So uh, I've I just been kind of like, Jason. you know. Hmm? Jason. Yeah. You sanded it. You don't know what I'm I saying? did. I did. You I sanded Santa. it. Yeah. You oh, man. It. What does that mean? What does that mean? I was like. Yeah. I don't know. I'd ask him. He's in Gatlinburg. (laughs) We can't can't get him out of that place. He's like, once Grogu climbs into that IG-88 droid, you just can't get him out. He's like, (laughs) who loves Gatlinburg? Um, No, so I I was reading like a lot of stuff about the last episode of The Mandalorian and like what people were generally kind of like saying about the Shadow Council stuff. And a lot of it was just kind of going off the rails. And um so I started like look. I looked at the scene again, and then I was like, "Yeah." And then I pulled like a little clip, and I pulled another one, and eventually I just pulled the whole thing apart and like kind of took it into sort of sections about what are they all about, what are they actually doing, and um, so that way we could just kind of like understand what it is. Now, in my opinion, this probably could have been like piecemealed out in the episode with sort of each topic by topic, but instead they just. Favreau likes just to put everything together now. That's his whole thing. Like all the Coruscant stuff, one episode, like he, for the most part, like that's how he's rolling this year. So I check. made you check, check, check. So I made this like, like Dude, little like Mando you, one episode. Check. check. Grogu <laughs> time for everything else now. Yeah. <laughs> one episode. Yeah. But um, yeah. So like, like, uh, like I said, I just tried to like take everything apart and take away like what I say the subtleties. I don't think the subtleties that mattered. Like, there's a lot of like people just like looking at each other and sort of like semi agreeing. But when you actually look at what they say and what they want, these people don't actually agree on much of anything. So here's like the first little little clip showing that they just they have like three different ideas that are at play with the nobodies. I'm calling them the nobodies because I don't know what their names are. And like, here's the, here's the nobodies clip. There's a fortune to be had, plundering the hyperspace lanes. You're a citizen's loyal to the Empire on every planet in this galaxy. They're already getting sick of this new Republic and its rules and regulations. And we give them a show of strength. They will rally behind us. are all just saying the uh, the uh, same old shit basically you know what i mean they ha- they have no no new ideas they're they're just like yeah you know show them that we're strong one guy's like let's just rob them you know what i mean like Ran- one guy's randos, like they, they want to come back it's, the, it's mm-hmm. the randos versus the mandos right jason yeah the randos versus the mandos and so like those guys are all just like i said their ideas don't even sit together correctly like doesn't make sense like he's like i'm robbing people and and now now to be fair the guy who says like let's rob them and wants to hit, do those hit and run attacks that could be to keep up appearances that they are simply um warlords it could be that but i get the impression he's pretty into it are like he's more of a pirate they're, they're usually cops jason is that what you're <laughs> a little bit i'm just saying yeah. don't don't talk to the police whatever you just don't talk to them okay all right Okay. And then, so then, uh, then, then we got, we got Gideon and Gideon sort of like pulls in, uh, he, he's a, he's a manipulator. So he's dropping in some like ideas, right. And his idea basically is he's trying to say that 
Um, Pelion and Hux have everything. Let's be a little more egalitarian here. He's trying to get his shit like reinforced, basically. And uh, I kind of think that that he's bombed um, Bo-Katan's house. So that way he could get those reinforcements by by go because he wanted to make this statement to the council. And um, you know, and also, you know, Bo Katan, he's got a, he's pissed at her for sex bomb being arrested. Sex you know what I mean? All right. And then so what, what I did though was uh and I I I show that that little moment where we see that, and then I added a little bit of uh the fight that that led to why he needs those those things. So. We already received your request. Reinforcements for your TIE Interceptor Squadron. So if you watch it ten times, you can imagine that they blew most of that shit up. But you know, Jason, mm-hmm. I want a fan edit where he says, and bombers, we cut to that King Babom and Mario, the Mario movie, when yeah. he's trying to sit on the, <laughs> when he's trying to sit in the, the pew, right? Yeah. <laughs> that big old King Babom. Yeah. Yeah. But, but basically that's, that's why. And then why, and then also why does he need it? Because in the finale, he gives the order to bomb the fleet. To, to start hitting the fleet, I guess, with interceptors. And then probably, I don't know if they bomb the fleet or if they just bomb people on the surface, whoever's out there. But whoever's left, that's that's the idea. And that's why he needs reinforcements. So I think he kind of made a calculated um, move to cash those so that way he could ask for reinforcements, also make the statement that we all need to share because he clearly sees that he's sort of outnumbered and outgunned by what they got. So he needs to level the playing field a little bit because he's clearly more interested in power for himself. As we see later on, if those are clones of him at the end, um, that's says everything you need to know about the guy probably, but there's, they're also clone obsessed. And uh, here's a little bit about that. The creation of clones is your obsession, not mine. Really walks past vats of clones to go to that conversation where he accuses somebody of being clone obsessed, not him. And then when we look at the end of the episode and that too, so we could see that it essentially the the power players in on the council are just basically clone obsessed. They they see that as the yeah. as the way to to get back to some kind of power. Like like when conservatives hate hate people in drag and then there's photos of them in drag in Brazil, right? Yes. <laughs> like photos, but actual actual video footage <laughs> yeah. up close yeah. interviewing, hanging out with them, you know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe an ex president motorboated one of them at one point on camera. Go look that one up if you don't believe me. <laughs> so, yeah, that's fun. Right. Yeah. So just like that, but um but with clones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh so uh, <laughs> Tamara Morris is like, hey, what's up? Hey, so oh, I'd be a beautiful woman. No, no, no. I'm getting all confused. You got you got me confused now. Um once you're once you've cloned yourself a million times, what are you? Like, really think about that. Like 
I mean, in a council of Ricks, is, is if you have a million Ricks, are you is that even human anymore? Like, oh, I was I was going to say if you kept cloning a clone, you get Polly Shore. But um, so, anyways, uh, we end up with uh, whoa, and then, yeah, right. So <laughs> we we end up mind. with uh, a call for um, new leadership, right? And that now this is this is the the moment where when I first saw it. I was like, what does that mean? It, it was just like a lot to comprehend in the moment. And then this overshadowed everything else for me. And then, um, you know, me and Bespin were having a conversation. Bespin's like, could the, uh, you know, Necromancer project, could that be um, Thrawn's like plan to, to bring people back to life or whatever? But when you take out like the, a little bit of the posturing in it and you just like cut it down to what it is in essence, what the conversation that they're having, um, it only alludes to Darcidius or Snoke. It's, it's pretty much the only way you could take it because they're, they're trying to clone or bring back uh, their like leader. And so here's the clip. Perhaps it's time we look to new leadership. Project Necromancer is a place for that. Yes. Coming. Project Necr Necromancer is where their new leader is going to come from. And um, it does make the most sense that it would be Supreme Leader Snoke. Right, he would come out of that, and um, because, like, in my, mm -hmm. sorry, I was say, do you think they're gonna make the the Palpatine storyline announcement and Dance of the Necromancer update or something? You know, <laughs> no. they have to make Palpatine announcements in games, right? So yeah, that's they got true. a whole Necromancer game out there; they could do it, right? Somehow, it's like Palpatine and Snoke dancing, and like Gideon, and like you're making clones while you're dancing. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm a, I'm of the opinion that you can't bring Snoke in before Thrawn. You can't bring Snoke in parallel to Thrawn. So I think they bring in Thrawn comes back, Daddy's home. They they do one last push against the New Republic. It likely fails. Thrawn dies, and then the the last little bastion there of hope is via what Hux call, we call them little bastions huh? little bat yeah, little, little bastions because <laughs> <laughs> right, because a clone got no mommy he's a little bastion all right yeah <laughs> that's fair um right. and then the the final thing is uh Pelion. everybody's like you know taking what he wants in different ways and stuff like that and um when you look at it he's just basically saying everybody be cool thrawn's coming back and um, it's it's going to work out. But what is interesting is he does allude to the fact that Thrawn has the reinforcements. So that's why the uh, witch, uh, Morgan Elsbeth, is making the stuff, this, all of the stuff to go out there and come back with Thrawn and his, his guys. Because otherwise it doesn't make sense. If Thrawn comes back by himself, I think that Shadow Council would be like, get the, get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Like they wouldn't, they wouldn't take it. But... Here's a, a few seconds of just, this is only what Pelion says. The New Republic is vulnerable, but we must be cautious and show no sign of our true strength. If we are perceived as anything other than a group of unorganized remnant warlords, the New Republic will increase their efforts to hunt us down. Strength must not be wasted. The Grand Admiral Thrawn's return will herald in the re-emergence of our military and provide Commandant Hux enough time to deliver on Project Necromancer. Our one hope for success relies upon the secrecy of his return. 
So there, there you have it. He's like, everybody, just be cool. We got to make it secret. We don't want to show our hand. And uh, when he comes, he's going to reinforce us. So that's that's pretty much it. And you could tell, like, and then his reactions after that um, only have to do with those concerns. So if something gets in the way of that concern of getting the uh, new republics like attention, then he's like, no, we don't want that. Like he, then his facial expressions go to that. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's really kind of simple when you get down to it, but they put so many ideas all together at one time and, and hit you with them that like, I think like everything gets lost once you hear project necromancer and then everyone just goes like, Oh, that's that thing I want to happen or that I know of, or that's interested me for years. Like who the fuck is Snoke? What's Darth Sidious or, or how does he come back or why? And how did they handle it and stuff like that? And then like, yeah, you had a, you had a, a good example, Rob, about why, why you don't do that all the time as a writer, right? What? From, uh, from uh, <laughs> what, what, what? the time I call on you, man. Um, um, <laughs> what the Christopher Macquarie thing you were talking about? Yeah. Oh, fan service. Yeah. About, so Macquarie was was doing mm-hmm. an interview with Empire. It's Empire Online. The podcast is still up when he was promoting Rogue Nation. Right. And there was a thing in Rogue Nation where he was going to write in a character from the TV show because they wanted to they wanted to start the movie in the sixties. You know. And since John Phelps was like a character who went bad, they wanted to use a character that didn't it work. There's another main character from the show that I'm not familiar. I'm not as familiar with the '60s show as as one might think. You know, my uncles were. That was their yeah. And I uh, remember the intro. But he 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 refrained from doing it because on Jack Reacher, um, since the the story of that movie was one of the middle books, there's a mm-hmm. scene where. Reacher takes off his shirt and there's all these scars and those scars are supposed to be from the different stories that took place before the movie, right? Okay. And that's what he was putting that there for the fans. But what unattended the unintended consequence of that was everyone was just talking about Tom Cruise taking his fucking shirt off and he look he's gonna show off his body. And like that wasn't the point. Mm-hmm. And so he was just doing that to put that in the fans. Just, they're so, jealous. They're just jealous. So when you drop in like little fan service bits like that, that really don't have much to do with the story. It's just there to to, to give the people who paid attention a long enough time, you know, something to look at or, or, or know that, you know, mm-hmm. you, you one do that. You get, you, you can risk getting a lot of flack over something that has nothing to do with your movie. Like his shirt being taken off has nothing to do with the movie. It doesn't involve yeah. the story. It's irrelevant. The scars being there, it's not important. It's just, so, so now you have to have, you can't have a conversation about what's in the movie. You have to have a conversation of, of these things that don't really matter. If you just cut it out, it doesn't matter, right? So he True. refrained from doing that on Mission Impossible, and he's learned about fan service. And so that's a problem I, I constantly see in increasing more in Marvel, but definitely in, in Favreau Star Wars. And I see when mm-hmm. fans in general, and they've kind of been accustomed to this because of the Marvel films, I think. Yeah. They're always looking for like, what does that cameo thing mean in the screen in the background? That This alludes to three other things. They spend their whole time treasure hunting for this stuff, like a Where's Waldo, versus actually just paying attention to what just, just enjoying. Being yeah. Shown. Well, and yeah. th- that kind of happened, I think, with this new episode, is that it's called like Spies, Spies, Spies. I don't remember what it's called, something like that, though. And um, everyone's like, "Oh, who's the spy? Where's the spy? The spy." If you watch that episode, does that episode ever give you? The, does the narrative ever at one time? No, it's just, in the, question, it's just in the damn title. Who, yeah. Who's a, yeah. Who's a spy is. Cause the uh, narrative is not 
doing any work on that whatsoever. I've watched the episode like three times now and it, it never does that. It's not, it's not doing it. And I, I don't think there's going to be a payoff to that. to like where, where even, fans, even if there are spies, right. Mm-hmm. It's irrelevant to the story of the episode. Like if I, if I, if you never saw that title, you watch that episode, are you coming back with spies or the, the, the focus of this? No, it mm-hmm. feels like a mistake that was made in the writing and they're going to pay it off in the next one. So they labeled this one despised. It literally it's, that's what I feel is being happened. That's what's happened is. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's been my critique of this season specifically that it feel this, this series feels a lot like a first draft and mm-hmm. everything that kind of stands out as like trying to mitigate a first draft without actually going back and doing three or four more drafts to actually solve it in the writing or maybe in the editing, you know, I mean, there's only so much you can do. I'm, I'm very sympathetic to the realities of production, right? Like yeah. you never know. There may have been like, Hey, we have to get this because we only have this and that and that. You just never know how that works out. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it, it might've been written and then Rangers might've got shelved and then they're like, Oh great. Now nothing else makes sense. Unless we start dropping in all of this stuff into the Mandalorian. That's probably what happened. Where I think, where I think the critique, um, I think is is relevant is if it's your flagship series on your big streaming platform that's also mm-hmm. going into fuel theme parks like Mando's walking around right now in that theme park with Grogu, then I expect a little bit more on this stuff. Like we shouldn't be noticing any of these things. The the right. label I'm gonna tell you right now. I other than how many episodes of Breaking Bad have you seen? Like all of them, right? Yeah. You've seen them all. Yeah, I've seen them how all. How many of them can you name? How many of them can you name? <laughs> the episode the one with the fly. Right, the Ryan Johnson one. But, but to, and, to... and but the fly was central to that whole episode, right? Like... Sure. <laughs> but 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 to be fair, I just thought it was called Spy, Spy, Spies, and Left Coast Graphics said it's called The Spies. So, so spies like Zuckus, huh? No, I know. Okay. I see spies, and I think spies like us. I'm I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, man. Donna Dixon. I mean, this guy. It's how uh, old Dan Ackray got married, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's a bummer that, that this is, and also maybe it's just because there's so little happening emotionally, right? With right. the characters, there's lots of stuff happening, but I'm saying emotionally, there isn't a there isn't an emotional arc that we're on with anyone that we're that the audience is left to hunt now for clues to, you know, like to be engaged in a way. I feel right. But I may be wrong. That's just my thing, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think it's as like, like, uh, what did Griffin said something a minute ago? He's like, this season of Mando has been hot streaming garbage or steaming garbage. And I'm like, mm, well, streaming garbage would probably fit with what you're saying too. But I, I don't, I don't think it's that hyperbolically bad, but I also don't think that it has a lot of finesse to it. I think there's a, now that if the show has got a little bit more complicated, that finesse definitely isn't there and it never was for I the think, record it just it was so simple before it was like fine it would you just didn't really it didn't matter you didn't know it wasn't it wasn't doing a lot of heavy lifting and then on this is the the, the season now where it's like oh when you do all this heavy lifting for for ahsoka and skeleton crew and thrawn returning in that movie and all of that stuff and you're like well okay it does a lot on its shoulders and it's not um you know, it's 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 kind of doing a uh, instead of just being like I could hold this no problem. It's it's a it's it's little it's buckling under the weight a little bit. 
for sure. I'm going to be honest with you. I, as a series as a whole, I still think Kenobi's the the worst for me, like overall in terms of, of what it could be and what it is. Yeah. Right? So with this season, I didn't know what this season could be because it kind of was already resolved, you know, like in a way. So yeah. like the whole Mando Grogu sort of me, I was like, once, once he got that little, that little fricker back, it's like, yeah. uh, I was like, all right, so whatever they're going to do, I don't, I don't really know what they're going to do. It's just that uh, hot garbage to me is like, man, I could show you some seasons of Arrow where you wouldn't sit through for three seconds. Go go watch that that Gotham. Uh, what's that one that's out now? Gotham Knights or whatever. Try try to sit through that for three seconds. You know. I think <laughs> I think it, Bespin was telling me that that the guy who did like the Flash TV show and stuff is the guy doing that Harry Potter show. I was like, Ugh, that sounds awful. No. Someone wants that to happen, but I'm of the mind. They haven't announced who's show running it. Okay. They're going to get someone British to run it because mm-hmm. I, I don't believe they're going to get uh, they're going to get Berlani or anyone from the CW. To, it's just, it's an RuPaul, British. maybe maybe RuPaul. Don't, no, the people okay. are looking in the wrong direction with that. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, RuPaul could do it. I mean, yeah, <laughs> RuPaul yeah, could do can, it. She does. She has run a successful show for quite a while. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> go figure so so hard mm-hmm. i don't know what you people think hot garbage is like if i'm embarrassed <laughs> what do you mean you people yeah, sorry it's just i sat through enough bad tv to know you know like the difference between this is embarrassing for the series i don't like it versus mm-hmm. this is this should be burned and, and destroyed and never looked at again you know and yeah and that sort of thing uh it it's so rare that that happens you know what i mean like that it's like i kind of forget but i mean i mean it, it takes a there's a lot more star trek to be had than, than this stuff it's just this stuff is like why should you care that's the i think it's because so many people cared before mm-hmm. and then now you're just trying to find a reason to care other than the narrative telling you it's important you know like right right that's the weird part because it seemed like yeah. they had that thing down and now it's like they're writing world building lore and i don't know man people love to do that with fantasy novels love to wrote world building this is this I is what about... you and i fought about this um but i and i told you a year I ago the game and of I thrones said, and i yeah, said yeah, it's yeah. gonna be i said they're turning the mandalorians into the klingons and it's it's uh, that shit bores me. And then you're like, nah, shit's cool. <laughs> and I'm like, this is this has well, been the Klingons. Well, it depends on who people. fucking writes it. The Klingons is written. Well, on yeah, I mean, nine were fantastic. The Klingons is written by. That, we know how it's gonna go. That, that was well, my point. Look, I have to always preface, you know, like like fantasy can be really fucking dumb. But yeah. the Game of Thrones novels are great, not because of sex and violence, but because they focused on the the, the individual experience. Yeah. You know, and then wrapped it around uh, intricate web of of relationships, right? Political relationships and personal relationships, and there's no relationships here. There's there's very, I mean, there's very other than Grogu and Din, and, and even here it's surface compared to the first two seasons. So it needs the relationships for this stuff to that stuff to work. Otherwise, it just becomes in the land of something. They got 10,000 horses and in the land over there, they got 12,000 camels. And, you know, and it's like, who cares? Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times? Well, the, this, yeah. this, this is how <laughs> I, I felt it. about when I watched the Lord of the Rings show, the one where we got to like the, uh, I think 
the 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 dwarf place and it was just all them going like I, I just fucking tuned out i just was like done you know what i mean i just was like i just stopped paying Never attention no matter it. how hard i tried and um yeah it's just, it's just like it's like too much like those like for instance like like the, the next generation like wharf is hilarious at times w- in the cast with other people that are like this fucking right. guy, right? But when it's all of that fucking guy, that's when I start going, oh shit. You know what I mean? When like when you have like a bunch of people going, this is the way, this is the way, this is the way, and you're just like, shut the fuck up. Like this is so dumb. Uh that that's where that's where the show kind of tests my patience or whatever. But at the same time, I still have more fun with uh this season being whatever the hell it is, uh, compared to most TV shows, you know, most like fantasy stuff. So I'll still take it. I'm not, I'm not mad at it. I'm, I'm still having I mean, fun. I, I liked the last episode on like, well, I didn't think it was the next coming of the Mandalorian either, but I did think it was pretty, I thought it was pretty much as good as the show gets like overall. Made some, some hot garbage fantasy series. And uh, one most recently, <laughs> if you, I, must, I must throw a whole series under the bus, but uh, yeah. I mean, you couldn't pay me to watch the Willow series, you know. Well, Sorry. yeah, that was that was terrible. Sorry. Yeah, and then Gr- Gr- Griffin says Kenobi was in development for years too, and look how that turned out. But it's it's like that's like making this assumption that Kenobi was a through line, that it was like continually this one project. Kenobi just right. died three times and came back on the third one, and they made the third one. When you really get down to it, what they actually put in from the other stuff, very, very superficial. Like when you get down to it. In fact, from from what I've heard, I don't even think like what they did for it actually made it in. It was just like some of that shit was kind of the same or like, oh, that was kind of an interesting idea or whatever it happened to be. But it wasn't. I uh, Yeah. I have friends that received style guides for the movie when it was going to be a film a year right. out. They were, you know before COVID hit and everything got switcherooed mm-hmm. and the stuff I, I, I mean, the stuff that, that was in that style guide is not in the series, big stuff, yeah. you know? So it's like totally different projects, folks, you know? like Yeah. That, that, at that time, that was probably like, their like more of their, like, like, uh, here's why you should do business with us on this one kind of thing or something. Like, cause I remember when they did that with episode eight, like I remember seeing Praetorians and like the black BB eight droid, like way like, and they, they, they were different and it was like way early, but it was like a, here's why, you know, here's the opportunity that's, that's, that's in front of you licensees. You know what I mean? Right. So right. probably, probably had something to do with something like that. I would think, but especially yeah, yeah, cause they didn't, they, they didn't have they anything at that time to vendors. They solicit mm-hmm. to vendors way in advance, you know? Yeah. Like, here's why they, they'll fly them out to, some sometimes it's new york sometimes it's la or wherever the hell they're at and even for dis even for star wars stuff i I think they've gone to new york for i don't know why like it just depends on where they have these stupid things but it's for like licensing vendors not like you know movie critics or (laughs) right pundits you know shit like that yeah there was uh um also uh bespin did a little bit of 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 research for for me for us for for the show because He's oh, producer wow. Bespin, as as I like to call him, and um, there was the announcement about the that the Dave Filoni movie could come a year early, the, a year earlier than we were expecting. 
for it to be the second Star Wars film <laughs> one year after the uh, the uh, first Star Wars film. Well, my my whole thing was, you know, not in this economy. No, but not in, not in this climate. And um, oh, hey, Felonius, I'm, I'm I'm a little premature. Is that what you say? My a little bit, a little bit. Uh, my move but, is gonna be a little premature. But I think this time you won't get in trouble for it, baby, because oh, no. oh, Bespin no. went and he um, he pulled this like Cameron quote and it's James Cameron. He says, we have to go through the process of getting them done. Ideally, this is Avatar. Ideally, two years from now, Avatar 3 comes out. Ideally, maybe three years after that, Avatar 4 comes out. Then maybe a couple years after that, Avatar 5 comes out. So we won't we won't be away from the marketplace, and that was on December 29th. So so that and then so so that according to like his words of what he's generally saying, that would be Avatar three December 2024, Avatar four December 2027, because that he says three years. So that would be 2027, and then December 2029 would be a couple of years after four. So oh, wow. that would actually like rearrange the Star Wars dates and make everything that we're hearing from the rumors make sense. It all fits the timeline, Jason. I wrote it. I wrote a timeline for the celebration. You see my timeline celebration? I wrote no, it. that is that isn't and true also, at all. I heard, I heard they're gonna call it Avatar 3D. That's what they're gonna call it, Jason. No, the they're one. not. Yeah, 3D. <laughs> no, they're not. Not calling that, and and uh, I know you're bringing uh, back Thrawn because you like the whole Avatar craze, and Blue that's aliens, a dumb idea. Yes! It doesn't it doesn't make sense. It doesn't connect at all. You should you shouldn't do it, man. You shouldn't. We do gonna it. make him eight feet tall this time, though. <laughs> Super Thrawn. You're gonna call him Super <laughs> Thrawn. <laughs> I gotta go, Jason. Got a meeting about. Bye. Make a movie. Bye. Bye. <laughs> it's making a movie. <laughs> can't stop him can't stop him now <laughs> can't stop him <laughs> we're yeah. making a felony making a but, but as, a, as an avatar guy does that <laughs> does that make sense does that does that seem like it's probably the way the way it's going to you that man i've been mean... waiting for it i was waiting for an avatar movie from 1999 to 2009 i waited 10 years once for the first one so it's like Whatever James Cameron says makes it better. I just figure, you know, when it comes to that production, you know, he's he's just doing whatever's comfortable for him. If he, especially if he wants to make another movie. If there's going to be a delay because he wants to do a movie in between, fine. I mean, he's pushing 70 right. or something. So, you know, good shape, yeah. though. He's in good shape. Yeah, I was reading. I was reading a um a, a a Bob Iger interview, and like that guy's like in his like I think I think they said he was seventy three or seventy four. I was like, shit, yeah. that guy looks good. I thought he was yeah. like, you can eat 60s. right when you're wealthy, huh, Jason? Like, oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's probably all of that, you know, that, that, that blood inf infusions with 20 year olds that he does all day. No, I'm kidding. But it's like, I'm I, willing to bet you're not mm -hmm. going to see Iger lined up outside the Olive Garden for lunch. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know, man. Lunch takeout. <laughs> One time I was at Sizzler and I saw him there for Shrimp Fest. So it's possible. But, um, so, he is super thrown. <laughs> super thrown. <laughs> you know he do it. You know he do it, Jason. Oh, uh, big shout out. Is Return of the Jedi going to be available in all theaters? You should be able to go on to Fandango or whatever. No, just the woke that, theaters. What, Only whatever the woke theaters. You, you use and, and, it, and it should be <laughs> yeah. there right now. It's, yeah. uh, if it's out of fun. woke, it ain't going to be in there. It's Ewoks. It, Ewoks it, are in it's, that movie. And... <laughs> 
it, it's uh it seems to f- some chains seem to favor it other over others for whatever reason like uh I think I saw like around my area, like a lot of Harkins theaters are showing it, but not my Harkins, but one not far away. But so you, you can get it and they are doing a midnight showing as well. And then, Oh, and then, uh, Conscious just said WA just authorized the strike by 97.85%. So here we go. So the the writers, (laughs) <laughs> Why do you get twenty five point two five percent of of a per? That isn't Warwick. He didn't. He didn't do that. That that sounds like some. That sounds like some old. Some old like white America <laughs> yeah. stuff. You're only yeah. like you're only, only eight point five percent a person or something. Somebody's like, okay, I, can I still yeah, vote? I, I, okay, it should be. This should be whole numbers, right? Ninety seven <laughs> or ninety eight. Oh, um, I looked it up. Diane the, Feinstein count because she's not all the way there, Jason. Is that a, no? Is it's that Michael a, Bay's writing. Something? Michael Bay's Michael writing Bay. count during the <laughs> last know? strike counts for the eight point eight point eighty five percent. He's not after the Transformers human. movie. They took away his whole vote, right? Yeah, right. he lost fifteen percent. Right, so sorry, so that's how that's how that happened. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so like uh, like I was saying before. How and I was telling you guys every, all the research that I was doing. It sounded like there wasn't really anybody who was going to vote to not strike. And um, my guess is that that three percent of people who didn't who voted let's not strike are the people who are at the very top who like the small writers room. Like you know on on Andor how there was like that that small writers room where there's like three yeah, people. I like that. Uh, yeah, that's done according to the strike. Oh. That's one of the things that they want to stop. Because what's no happening is a lot of people are are, are hoarding the the uh, money from and not and it's it, it becomes kind of a problem. Oh, to, is that what Favreau's of, doing? He's hoarding all the money since he's the only writer. That's how they would see it. That that's that's how a lot of them see it right now. I don't think they're they're necessarily like one writer's a bad thing. If the, if a project requires is a one Three's writer bad. job, one's you okay, know. but three's bad. I feel like this is. I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I'm not speaking for them, Rob. So so don't don't try to fight with the writers' guild based off of what I'm saying right now. You remember when I had to have the 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 Andor Criticorm graphic up because of all the shit talking you were doing for a good year? You remember that? (laughs) I wasn't shit talking Andor. I I called Andor exactly how it was going to go. Uh, I don't know, Jason. I had to make a whole graphic because of you. Like, like no, no. I was like, I was like, a- no. Andor is going to be cool. I, I always said it. I was excited for Andor. We covered it every day. We're covering it today, even. But I was like, I was like, at the end of the day, though, this isn't going to make a big splash because of the way it's being sold. And it, you know. See, I made this whole graphic just because of you. <laughs> oh, but uh, so so, anyways, though, in two months from May first is about the time that the DGA then goes on strike. Whatever they give the writers, they, they have to, they ha- whatever they give the writers, whatever the studios give the writers, they will likely have to give to the Directors Guild. So the the, the front line is going to be the uh, the uh, WGA fight. The Writers Guild is going to be, that's going to be the big fight. And then uh, and then to, su- to a lesser degree is SAG, the Screen Actors Guild of America. So this right here is a, a lot of money from the studios and a lot of concessions for them to make. So I see this going like th- this way for probably probably I mean the longest strike in memory was like a hundred days, but I think this is gonna be way worse because I don't see them going and, and giving up stuff that easy. So 
And that's going to yeah, affect all of these movies. Six or seven, right? That affects all Star Wars shows. That affects all movies. And all the movies. Uh, the uh, the uh, thing about it Trolls is like films. supposedly they went with the TV shows, and that's why they they got them in production the way that they did. That's why they were doubling up so hard when they didn't really need to, because they knew that during this time there wasn't going to be any writing going on, and uh, so. Scripts definitely, DM, we're making these shows, right? Like, yeah, well, it definitely messes up. I mean, it could me- if it goes a long time, it's going to fuck up the uh, production on the uh, next Star Wars films. If it's only like a month yeah. or two, it 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 won't matter. I mean, you know, and writers, even though they're not supposed to be writing at all, you a lot of writing is done in your head before you sit down at the page, obviously. And so I think they'll just be super prepared. So, to... Some people don't put that much thought into it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Point eighty five percent. Okay, yeah, that guy. Yeah, that's yeah. that point. That's what that twenty five. That that point eighty five percent missing <laughs> the people. We don't think about it. We just we just do. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, it, yeah, it, I mean, this might you know lead to some really boring TV in the future too, and movies. But, uh, well, there's actually a lot of scripts out there already, so they'll be fine with getting scripts for things that just exist. But in terms of, like, existing, like, Breaking, wasn't Breaking Bad one of the shows that had to do a short season because of it, I think? I want to say Breaking Bad happened to Breaking Bad, I think. Um, uh, I think Lost Knight, was the show you're thinking of. No, that was before that. Or it, might, it was Lost as well. Lost as well. But I think it was, like, it might have been, like, one of the early seasons of Breaking Bad, too. But anyways, yeah. um, Garth Knight gave a 499 super chat and says the Shadow Council was awesome. Were they all human? Yeah, yeah, they were. They were all human. If memory serves, they were. But I liked the the Asian gal. Hux's Hux's dad was lame, and um, yeah. So so the 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 Asian woman, she just wants love. She just wants like everybody's gonna like can't wait for us to come back. She's she's one of those like we're gonna be greeted as liberators types, but not, you know probably not. And then, um, and then Hux's dad is just kind of like, he, he has the power. Well, he, yeah, he actually has the power though. Unlike his, his son's a little like, you know, Hux in uh, Force Awakens is overcompensating. This guy actually has the forces and the uh, technology and, and um, the, the, he has the power to veto what Gideon could actually get. So he actually does. Nepo baby can't do shit though, right? But his Nepo baby could not do shit, and he just wanted to beat Kylo Ren and literally tore the whole fucking place apart to do it. Okay. So, yeah. So that that's where we end up with with, with all this I shit. Can, I can make fun of Nepo babies because I turned down being one. Like my dad wanted to leave me all his whole security company. I'm like, I am not a responsible person. I don't care if you're in the pool past ten. <laughs> so you leave me. What do I know about running a security company? I can barely handle this podcast. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I can just imagine all of his guards turning on. Him. They're all. It's an armed security company, Jason. They just all pull out their weapons and you know. Uh, imagine, Nepo imagine baby. if Rob had gone that way and he was in the chat right now. He would just be like talking about like Lucasfilm security. The whole time, does that be his whole thing? Like, oh, you know, they like, can really put a not, hamper on these leaks if they do. You're not made for this, Bestman. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so this is from bestmanbulletin.com. Star Wars and/or season two filming scenes at Windspit Quarry, Dorset, previously used as Sagarera's base. 
They 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 really gotta like like people in in Wales. They they really gotta add that last like Dorset. Like, is there any other Windspit Quarry? Like, I know there's like an Elm Street everywhere, right? <laughs> but Windspit Quarry. Do we really Since Dorset? Brexit? Yeah, there is. There's think, quarries I, all over the place. Right? I think just a big I think Dorset could probably sit this one out. But um, <laughs> but it, but it made the headline, so hey, you know. Uh, and any and um, you could give Bespin a coffee if you read his site and you like it and it's good for you. I think you it is. Could, mm-hmm. but I as did. A true won't. No, oh, as a true has, as a true has. <laughs> Therefore, I don't think he has the but, look of guilt on his face when I asked him. Right? <laughs> no, that was that was that was uh, me after after expensive vacation. <laughs> Anyways. Filming on the second season of the Star Wars series Andor continues as the production has returned to a location used in season one of the series. The location in question is the Windspit Quarry in Dorset, England, a location used in season one as the hideout for Forrest Whitaker Saw Gerrera as his rebel extremist group, the Partisans, which Stellan Skarsgård Luthen Rail visited. So that's so basically, uh, this is a this article is kind of this development is bigger than you would think because it does promise that we're, we're likely to see Sagarera back that there will be some developments in that as opposed to it just kind of dropping off well right? yes that's possible i mean it depend depend depending on where which episode he shows up you think luthen hangs him out to dry and he gets attacked you know what i mean like he no, it's you know, it's like already that. it's already in canon that that he got gassed on Geonosis, I believe. Uh, while I'm so glad that they 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 tell all the interesting stories in those comics, no one fucking reads. That, and it great. yeah, it was it was in yeah it was in the comics, and I think it was like kind of being set up in Rebels, but don't quote me on that. I don't yeah, think it. I'm so glad. I don't they do think that. it I'm Glad they do everything in the comics and not in the shows. That's. Well, that's when they, it. to be fair, when they, when they did, when they started it, I don't think they understood exactly like how fair. that this show was going to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean though? They're, like, like obviously they're, like, they're uncompromising. Well, we when they, when they, yeah. Like, like when they had K2SO meet Cassie and Andor for the first time in the comic book, clearly a fuck up, clearly them, go, yeah. them not, not seeing the new content as, Le- potential legacy content you know so but it is what it is so anyways uh he goes on to say no pictures have been taken at the location due to strict security in the area but because you guys aren't built for this anyways but the setup is currently underway at the location with filming due to begin later this month at the quarry currently there is signage posted around the area informing locals that the area will be closed off to the public from april 12th to april 29th Swanage News is reporting that the production crew have begun setting up a, a base for the actors and crew members in the field in Acton near LinkedIn Matravers. Okay, cool. Um, then we got a little picture of from the last okay. season. Um, <laughs> My best Peter Vankman. Okay. Okay. Um, if you've if you've been following me for a decent amount of time then you'd have read various time you'd have read various times to look out for pink signs with certain letters on them as they are related to specific star wars productions not all pink signs are star wars related god that those fucking star wars leaks people man they see a pink sign it'll, it'll be like a pink sign and it'll be like superman they'll be like is this star wars it's like no it's fucking clearly not anyways they're they're 
They're common practice for film and television productions. And I've seen various social media users and Reddit users follow random pink signs to productions unrelated to Star Wars simply because they saw and followed a, a link sign. Uh, this, I think that should, that, should, is, that should be pink sign. This is something that Cinefx never covered, you know, like mm-hmm. like during the production of this movie, a bunch of yahoos on YouTube were chasing pink signs to find out where we were filming yeah. the scene. Well, we were filming here, losers, you know, <laughs> look, no pink signs like just it's that thing you just you never know, you know, like, but it's going if on. you're in areas near Windspit Quarry. God, why was it called Windspit? That's so some asshole out. sat there and spit. You know, in the wind, like in the wind, yeah, yeah, it flew back in his face, and that's like that's big, way. big Lebowski, but instead of ashes, spit. Uh, look out for pink signs with the letters EE, morons. No, I'm kidding. You'll see variations of these three signs, such as EE, EE, LOC, which means EE location, EE crew cars, and EE base. All of these are for Andor and stand for E Productions Limited. In relation to Andor, another word you should be looking out for is pilgrim. The code name for the series pilgrim or variations of it um, won't be posted on pink signs but it'll be used by crew members i recommend readers hopping hoping to get a glimpse at the set and possibly actors present might want to get a move on as Ender filmed at the location in may of 2021 for just three days so go buy your tickets now fly out yeah buy your tickets before they're gone 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 so right here you can see what if if like 50 50 and our fans just like bum rush these sets you know like like it was area 51 remember when they were gonna rush area 51 remember that oh yeah they were gonna run at it like naruto they, yeah, like Naruto. <laughs> I really wanted to see that. He's <laughs> getting machine so gunned bad. down by it. Um, was, more so, than anything in the world, Jason, I wanted to see that. Like, <laughs> there's going to be a mass murder in America since there's one every fucking day. That's the one I wanted to see. You know? Hey, you know what? No, let's 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 keep the UFO people. They're fun. They're at least fun. Uh, I know, um, but I just wanted to see. I wanted to see the UFOs <laughs> would come down and defend them. You know? uh, oh, okay. <laughs> what if they did? Like, what oh, if that's the one time the UFOs? We've already solved that are... one with atomic weapons and hurricanes and earthquakes. They they don't save us. They just and Billy Meyer. They just walk and die. <laughs> they Meyer. show up for Swedish sex cultists. Okay. <laughs> so okay. So Bestman goes on to write: the only other Star Wars production in the United Kingdom currently is the Acolyte which has been shooting around the UK for several months, including the Brecon Beacons in Wales, which I exclusively reported and revealed that pink signs in relation to the productions sport the letters PDX, which stands for Paradox, not the Portland Airport. The code name of the series. The Acolyte is currently still filming and will do so until next month. So if you see any pink signs with the letters PDX printed on them, it may be worth a follow. Andor Season 2 will release in August of 2024. And filming of the series will conclude in August of this year. Season one of the critically acclaimed series is currently streaming on Disney Plus. And then you can follow his social media stuff if you want to. And that's how you do it right there. So all I know is yeah. uh, in August of 2024, I'm gonna bring up the pink signs again. You, you write that one down, <laughs> folks. <laughs> and no one's gonna remember what I'm talking about, Jason. You will. You got the mind for it, but these no one's gonna get it. And and, oh, and thank you, Garth and Kanchi, for the for the super chat today. By the way, I don't remember if I thank you guys, but I do appreciate it. And oh, Bestman yeah. says, "Let's let's never run the fucking place, fucking buggy man." 
I told you, man, you're not you're not built for it. Honestly, I don't think you can do Naruto run. I don't think I could either. I think we're just gonna fall oh, right I, forward. I, 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 20 years ago maybe but even then I, <laughs> i'm afraid of trip. You, you would trip out there easily right then face plant yeah yeah yeah, yeah so, so that's what you guys need to need, need to do get nick out there go all right nick we're going one two three and then just let nick go and then see what happens <laughs> <laughs> poor nick oh man that's, yeah someone should make a movie like that should be Jordan Peele's next film, the Area Fifty One race or something, the new, the new Ruto run or something. <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah. But anyways, it's yeah. So I'm 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 glad that that we're that we're gonna see Saw because I was sort of of the of the impression, and if you look at season one critically, the Saw Guerrera stuff doesn't necessarily further that narrative at all really it doesn't help too much it's interesting it's but it's sort of like the most mandalorian season three thing that they have in that season and i'm not saying it's like it it's the most like it is what i'm saying (laughs) no i'm not saying saying it's the most like that no it's it's where it's like we have to inform about the wider galactic consequences of of what's going on and what it means for everywhere else in this show, even though it doesn't actually pertain to our protagonist at this moment. And um, so yeah, I it has to do it has to do with the whole letting a dude fucking. Look, we're gonna let we're gonna let our our buddies. If there's any negative, we never get to hang out with the dude that gets fried. You know, what but I mean? it, that's that that would be not, my one negative. We were gonna we have a have to. several season show though, and then they had already filmed that stuff. And I'm of the I'm of the opinion that had they known that it was going to be a two season show, that probably wouldn't have been in the season. It probably wouldn't have, have been something that Gilroy well, felt would have like. had to hang up on them. You know, they got yeah. all, they got all, they got their their big win the, the Imperials. So but 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 what I'm saying maybe he would have just let Saul. Maybe he would have just let Saul get hang, hung up, and it, that's what they but would have just simplified that. When we went from like five to three to two seasons, it was never a given that we were going to get Saw Gerrera back next season. Like with as much heavy lifting as they had to like to like do, um, it wasn't a given is, is my point. And uh, so I'm glad that it, we are getting it. I do think it likely redeems the fact that we saw him in the first season. The fact that like, Oh, that's just, that might just come off as bloat in the end. Um, but it likely won't. They will see that line through because they introduced it. So I respect it. It's all bloated. Yes. Yeah. And like, as best says, they cut it, they cut it, they cut down to three seasons from five when filming the first season. And then, and then it, and then by the time all is said and done, you end up with two seasons and you're like, whoa, is that, is that a choice that it, that if they would have made or not? And, um, you know, and I'm just guessing. I wish probably it was not. If I yeah. Had, I wish if, I had it, pick. if they had it in them, I wish it was five. You know what I mean? Like, like with as good as oh, that, that show is, but at the same time, I mean, with the quality of that show, we're, we're going to get 24 episodes. It's equivalent of three seasons of, um, the other shows. And it'll be, you know, solid. So we'll see. And so I'm take... never watching the other shows ever again. And Nicholas Patel has increasingly become my favorite composer of the last 10 years. <laughs> I mean, that succession shit he did is amazing, right? Like, I don't even watch the show. I've been watching it. Yet. Like, 
Uh, but I haven't watched the show, but his music is, I'm like, who did? I'm like, it's Patel. It's this guy. This guy's a genius. Yeah. 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 I mean, everything about, everything about, about Andor is perfect for me. So, and then Bespin says, support me on coffee so I can travel to Winspit, hang out with Asadru and push Nick headfirst into the quarry. There you go. Right <laughs> into there. Chris McQuarrie? Like right into him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like it. My only thing about I only know about Christopher McQuarrie that pissed him off when I when when I thought he was the, the last writer and I was told the last writer is the one directing, but it was a different last writer on Rogue One. He got pissed. I'm a huge, um, oh, that's a shame. I'm a huge fan of Christopher McQuarrie. You gonna are you gonna get me blocked by Christopher McQuarrie the way Paul got me blocked by Rob Liefeld? All my yeah. friends get me blocked by by, by, by people. I, like. Hey, my friend got me blocked by David Prowse. This is the way we do it here. Okay, so. Um, Jonesy says Star Wars Lots Horizon should be made in the UK at least, then then premiere should be exclusively viewed in, in, in Gatlinburg three days before the world release. And Rob <laughs> can see the first day. Best Mountain Truth the next. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, Let's do it. Yeah. But anyways, uh oh Bestman let one last thing says the funds will pay for Nick's funeral and pictures from the quarry. Jokes, maybe. Nice. So maybe. And yeah. Oh, and and uh one last thing. Uh does Bo die in your opinion? Asked Lewis. And I'm going to say, Lewis, I don't think Bo dies. I don't think Bo dies. I don't think Din dies either. Right now, if, if Din dies, that would be like, if either of them die, it would be news to me. And I don't think that, that it's going to go that way. So I'm not expecting a big, a big death um, at this point, you know, but. Other than our will to watch the show. Uh, other than that, yeah, we're all good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it, but the uh, I guess the the end takeaway with the Mandalorian is what you got in the first two seasons was not sustainable forever. I don't mean quality. I mean, but what you got of 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 of, of the, those two guys just walking around. I mean, like it would it would literally it would become bad batch. Uh oh. What's happening? You know, it would become formulaic over time, and then it would be a whole different like hate for it. So I personally respect the show for attempting to sort of, you know what I mean, pull out, <laughs> um, to pull out a bit, and then to like, like get, that. yeah, no. and that. and and to like make it make it make a bigger story, and then and have it like have a a bigger impact because I do. The original aim of the show was to get to this point and end, and it's not going to end because it's too it's too big. So, my opinion, it's, you're stuck well, with it. You're, you're stuck with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it, we'll, we'll end up going watching. going into that Mandalorian movie, but but also, they're they're not in the sequel trilogy. They're not big in the sequel trilogy. We see like a razor crest. Is all, that's all we get from Mandalorians. That's all we get from the show. Is in Episode Nine, a, a, it's not the razor crest. We know it got blown up. So a razor crest shows up, probably just the ship. So point being, um. I'm gonna guess that, about yeah. that wall of spaceships that appear. In the wall of spaceships, the uh, razor yeah. crest is in yeah. there. As with the ghost. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That, that I guess that makes up for everything. Sequel trilogy uh, fixed, right? Uh, <laughs> Good no, job, JJ. No, it's it's, it's how it, it works. It, he just it's, it's, it's out of canon now yeah. because it got blown up. So, so anyways, that makes episode nine not canon. Um, uh, yeah, there we go. No, I'm kidding. But it 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 definitely means that if they're gonna have to um, they're gonna have to like. The, the climate from this film and where it's going is going to have to change quite a bit. And um, 
Bestman says they made a bigger story, but they forced Ranger stories into it with bad actors, bad writing, flip-flopped on decisions made over the course of years, and now we're here. Two good episodes. Ooh, that's a. I think that's a little harsh, but hey, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna when I when I listen a to the harsh, podcast, I'd say it's a little optimistic. Two good episodes. <laughs> like, oh come on, speak, that's a very kind person you're speaking to there, Jason. That's a charitable man. <laughs> what are you come talking on. about? I'm not watching this shit ever again, bro. I can rewatch two episodes of the Book of Boba Fett happily. I can't watch none of this again. Uh, I, I can't watch. Here's my litmus. I can watch the Oral Knots when they get around to the season, if they ever do. I can't. I can't finish Larry because I just dislike Kenobi that much. I'm trying. I like the Clockwork you're, Man. You're I, I think that's you're, genius, but that's it. You're, 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 you're a weird. I man, am. I'm bro. weird. I'm a, weir- I'm a, a ghost. Weird man. I'm a weird ghost. I mean, it's funny. It's funny still. Um, Slim Shady gave a 499 super chat. Thank you, Slim Shady. He says, what was the black drinker stuff Meg was talking about a long time ago in one of her videos? Um, Demon gremlin Yodas who drink black stuff. So that was, uh, I want to say, a 4chan fanfic. Not wasn't a leak because it wasn't real. And it was one of those things where, you know, when that hit, it's like, they, I, I, from memory, they took stuff I had put out or that was like in the ether and they added that. And then they were like, oh, look, it's like, you know, to make it seem like that was a thing, but we never had that. We never, re- um, might have covered that leak on the show probably one day when, when we were just like, hey, here's something that's like going on. But that wasn't a thing that wasn't like realistically, if it doesn't come from me or Bespin. And it's not like a one-off leak, you know, kind of thing. Like, hey, I heard this weird thing, and then that turns out to be true. Like some of the stuff about Ragnar, some of that stuff I think is leaked out from not from me investment, and it's turned out to be true about what was going to happen with Paz and Ragnar. And um, but for the most part, like, yeah, that's and honestly, so you're saying we can't it, trust Meg. Hmm. No, Meg was just reporting stuff she saw on the internet. She it wasn't it wasn't a Meg leak. She wasn't putting that out. Um, oh, okay. yeah, but also that we're going to start a beef war with Meg, right. but it, no, if they were going to go and do that, like the amount of people and things that would work, it would take is pretty, pretty big. So I think one of us would have had it too. And then, um, and then Bestman says, it'll probably be three episodes by the end, including the fin- finale. Favre ain't built for this. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's a callback, Jason. And then okay, and then and then I see another uh, one from and then Garth gave a four ninety nine super chat and said, "Hey, what about those contemplative shots on the armor last episode? Double cross in store? I'm of the opinion of of no. I I don't I don't think so. I think that it th- those shots are just just because like so there's this thing called the uh, cruel shove effect." I have a video on it here and it's like when you have a blank slate, what comes before and after um, makes you see what's on the, that blank face. And this was a big fan of this. Yeah. It, it's what brings three PO to life and R2 to life to some extent, Vader. you know, and Vader. Vader. I mean, and, and, and like the most amazing moment of it is in return of the Jedi. When Vader's watching Luke get, get, get killed. The only thing they did to the costume is the widow speak has been removed from the Darth Vader costume and it's pulled up a little bit. So he's a little more expressive in that shot, but that's like the only thing it's still the same costume. 
And when you look at Vader, you think he's feeling sadness. How do you, why do you think that, you know? And it's because of what came before and after. So anyways, because when kids screaming, help me, help me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like they just cut to that randomly. We assumed the whole scene. He's literally yelling, God, please father. He's trying to kill me. He's zapping my nuts. Like, <laughs> and you're like, right. what are you supposed to think? Ha 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 ha. <laughs> no, no, but 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 anyways, it, it that that's how that's how this works. And in these scenes, right. when you have all of these people in, in with masks on, and it it's like it plays weird. But but when you actually like 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 I've seen people say Sasha Banks's character, uh Casca Reeves, is um she could be the, the bad guy. But no, when you actually like watch the scene, she doesn't wear a mask. And like when you watch Bo Katan, who's about to like tell the story, she's like, you know, about how she surrendered. You see her get pissed off because she she knows why she did it. She knows she did the right thing. And she's like almost is like jumping to like defender, which makes me think Casca Reeves isn't isn't bad, isn't isn't evil or or a double crosser either. And um, and I also don't think that the old crusty white guy and the old crusty dark skin guy are are double crossers either. But I do think that they would be the best candidates for a double crosser because they're supposedly living on this ice lake on the surface all this time. And they go on a boat ride with them for fucking 20 minutes and the boat gets gets destroyed by a fucking monster. It's never happened before to them, right? It's never happened before to them. I swear, (laughs) this never happened to us. They live in a planet where things can fly, a whole universe where things can fly, and there's drives over the land that the dinosaurs live on. That's interesting. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And they never once noticed a whole Imperial base with a cloning facility. (laughs) In my my opinion is that it, like, what what the, the internal logic of the story, whether you buy it or not, it's irrelevant, but it's like what the internal logic of the story is, they don't go there. They're, they're going to a place that they don't go, and it's on the way there that they encounter the beast. And then that they don't go to the forge. From Poltergeist? Well, and, and they, they have a line where they say, um, people tried to go down below the surface, nobody ever comes back up. And that could be, that's probably because of the monsters, probably because of the Imperials, and probably because of the devastation at some point, you know? So, anyways, like when you put like all of that to that that together, and when you just like watch the actual narrative, I don't think there's a moment where where there's like a red herring or even a herring for that matter. You know what I mean? I don't think that it, it ever actually like implies any of that. So, so Communism I'm of the opinion. Uh, what's that? Communism's a red herring. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i i i i think that that's that's where where we'll end up you know i i think we'll end up with with absolutely none of that stuff i don't think there's a big i don't i don't anticipate there's that kind of twist coming in fact next episode i am just guessing it's gonna gonna be a lot of action and fighting the imperials i think that bo is forced down into the underground and they're they're going to go down to the mines of Mandalore to hide. Then they're going to be chased. They're going to fight. They fight their way out. All that kind of action stuff will happen. They're going to have to try to save Din, and um, who's who's been taken to to the uh, briefing room by the stormtroopers. There's a fake images going around, like showing stuff, and it's like they literally say where they're taking him. It's not a new set. It's the same set. Those are fake images. And uh, but anyways, they're 
Yeah, yeah. Basically, and that you'll probably get his helmet right. taken off, but it won't matter because I was barely the paying attention to that ser- that episode, and even I mm-hmm. remember what he said. <laughs> yeah, and and so they'll they'll probably just they'll probably you know ha- have the mask off. You know, maybe maybe they'll kiss. I don't know. Probably not, but maybe they won't have a mask on for once. But then at the end of it, we know that we know that that yet there's like a I don't know what happens to him. But we know that there's, but from the leaks that I had heard, there was like, they go down back into the forge area. Oh, I remember oh. I talked about clinking bracers and all of that stuff and people getting like adorned with things and, um, you know, how they actually do it and to uh, how far they go, you know, is, is hard to say. And I've also seen people um, other than like that ceremony taking my like finale stuff and like trying to like extrapolate from there. What's going to be like in the last episode. The thing to remember is is seven and eight were like one episode they're like they're really just like split in half so it's it's like it's a it's a it's a true two-parter and it's really one long thing so um stuff that i said would be in the finale that was in the, like the seventh episode that's pretty much why because and then they did reshoots and they moved shit around but it's it's the same thing it's it's going to be more the same it's not, I don't think it's like not going to be like, a, I don't think, I don't anticipate we're going to get like a whole new setting and stuff. It's literally going to be right there. And it's just going to be what happens in the moments after th- these moments. So yeah, I, I think um, in terms of like scope, I say, take it down, take it down a bit. Cause I think it's going to be, I think the big takeaway in my opinion is if things go how I think it goes, it's just going to be that if they push the empire off of Mandalore f- for now and, and they, they take their world back and obviously at a cost. And so that's, that's my, my guess how this all goes, but uh, thank you. Thank you Garth for the uh, super chat. And if, if there is one, if there is a, a, a secret spy and like a big switcheroo, like I said, I think it would be the, the uh, guys on the boat, the old crusty guys. And if it's not the old crusty guys, then um you know my my oh my other bet is uh what's his name axe woves i think i think axe woves is literally going to be a a turncoat i think there was a reason he wasn't in the for the arresting of gideon i think he might have might have played into that but most likely we saw the beskar remnants freeing him because his own troop because because his own troopers um busted him out so i don't even think actual mandos busted him out i think it was his own man i think it was his own mandos made of beskar or his own beskar things and why do the praetorians have mandalorian helmets i don't fucking know it doesn't make sense in the in this narrative does it at all no no i stopped even trying to figure that one you're out like, you're like, i think max wells is one one beat away from from owning the k-12 right he's that guy he's that guy mm-hmm. takes your girl takes mando's girl right Right, he, he he runs the ski team, you know, like, like you know, he's headed he's a, Cobra Kai. He's right? a pretty steals, fucking steals Bo Katan's uh, uh, little boot bo- boom box or whatever, right? Right, it smashes it on the beach and shit. He's <laughs> pretty dapper. I mean, if you know, those if you are all good looking dudes, Jason. It's always the good looking dudes that you can't trust them. It's those fuglies you gotta you gotta trust, right. right, Jason? Our, our final thing <laughs> is Bestman Bolton's facetious uh, question. But Jason, is Boba Fett in the finale? And the answer is no. I don't think so. I we neither neither Bespin nor I have ever heard of anything credible that made us think that he was in it. 
And the only thing that people say is that he, in an interview, talked about being directed by Rick Famuyiwa. And the one thing that I always say is that doesn't mean anything. Like I, I've seen Favreau direct on episodes in season one, and he's not a director on season one because he's like the showrunner. And that's what Rick Famuyiwa also, you know, he, there's a chance that he was there and he was filming, filling in, or he was just doing shots or he had ideas and, you know, and so he did. So he How did that. Nobody's done the Boa Fett gets no, I get no respect joke, right? I mm-hmm. get no respect. I get no respect. Because like, I keep thinking that whole with respect thing has to be a nod to, has to be a nod to Rodney Dangerfield, right? Like, <laughs> it has well, to be. Bespin says Boba Fett is in it. You bitch. Snoke is in it too. Thrawn is in it. Mara Jade is in it. Piccolo is in it. And Terrence okay. Howard, Maine. Hey, Terrence Howard knows about, about zero. So episode zero could be happening. Just, just I really do. Here. I do enjoy uh, the actor that took over. What's his name? Brain farting. That took over the roadie role, you know, from Ocean's Eleven. Oh, right. Um, uh, I really do enjoy him. But in that universe, that, that first Iron Man movie, I don't see that actor hanging at a partying on a plane doing shots with strippers the way Terrence Howard is, right? Like, you, like Terrence Howard played it like roadie's a guy who, you know, he's just he just got one friend that'll push him off the responsibility edge. Boogie you know? Nights <laughs> is Don Cheadle. Thank you, Bestman. Don Cheadle. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Brain farting. Um, oh, I, I would rather hang out with Terrence Howard than uh, Don Cheadle. I think Don Cheadle, you, like, Don Cheadle would help me with my golf swing, but I think Terrence Howard, we would have, like, life things to teach me, you know? Like, I life. just think that scene on the, the plane, the first Iron Man movie, when he's like, we got responsibilities. We can't do it. And he's like, what about shots? And then it cuts to them partying. And it's like, I don't see Don Cheadle ever doing that. Like Terrence Howard, I buy into, <laughs> you know, getting getting wasted at the officer's lounge, 100%. You know? Peter Griffin's last, one last thing. Cobb, I have faith in Chris, no matter what Campia says. Um, I, I've never personally had any, any like evidence of Cobb Banff in, in this one. I'm I'm of the opinion, though. I love I it's like one of my best guys. I love that guy. So I hope he is in it. But I would say most likely Mandalorian season three was being written at the time that Book of Boba Fett was was coming out. And it, I don't think enough time had gone by for them to make choices about what to do with those characters and how it was going to play out. And the things that happened in Book of Boba Fett were probably intended to happen in Book of Boba Fett season two. Have they gone that way? So I'm guessing that it will be in season four that we get that stuff back. Season and four, Garth, Uncle Boba Fett. Well, he, he'll just show up. In, They're just in, jumping. In They're season skipping four. seasons two and three and just doing Book of Boba Fett season four, right? Oh, wow, Darth Knight. Whoa, <laughs> Star Wars has done that. You just skip episodes one through three, jump right to four, right? Classic Lucas. Garth Knight says Snoke. Uh, give a four ninety nine super chat. Thank you, Garth. Says Snoke was such a misstep. I love that Hugh Hefner Fastmill. He should have stuck around. Yeah, I, I I did like it. I I preferred when Snoke was his own dude, even if he wasn't like Palpatine. You know what I mean? Like 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 when he was just his own powerful being well, who maybe was an apprentice to Palpatine. Like like if he was the new Darth Vader, you know. But this is something we can prove mm-hmm. empirically. Uh, the yeah. big waste is not utilizing Andy Circus as a 
proper villain because look how great he is in Andor. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you had all this range from that guy and you got him just, anybody could have been like, it's like Lupita Nyong'o playing Maz Kana. Anyone could have done that. Give me her, you know, like anyone could yeah. have made up that voice. I don't get that actress from Well, to their credit, they did give you Andy Serkis and maybe they will give you Lupita eventually. You know what I mean? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what I'm saying, though. That's, that's yeah. a real waste of it. Like, you take Frank Oz away from Yoda, you don't get the same Yoda. Sure. That's 100% Frank Oz. It's just a, the voice work that's being done. Look, be honest with you, much like uh, a CGI film where they just get celebrities to do the voices and it could well, have been anybody, right? Like, Yeah, like, like, like Yoda's a performance by somebody, by Frank Oz, who's doing a character of something that right. you will not find on the street. Right. Whereas somebody who sounds like Maz Kanata and Snoke, you could technically find them in in the yeah, UK. Central cast. You were just, you know what I mean? If you were right walking out. around, you might hear somebody central who sounds central. like that. It's possible. Central voice casting. How about that? Central yeah. voice casting. Yeah. But after Jar Jar Binks, I think they were afraid to get weird. You know, unfortunately. True enough. With, with CGI no one else characters. would have given you that Binks. Nobody else Nobody. would have given you that voice. Nobody. Nope. I always wonder what Michael Jackson's Jar Jar Binks would have been like. like I, I think about it quite unhealthily, Jason, quite often. Yeah. <laughs> More often than I, my psychiatrist would want me to. You know? Come on, little Annie. Let's go play. <laughs> it would have been something like that, probably. Beast lips. Yeah, beast mm -hmm. lips. <laughs> we used to got beast lips, too. So, something like that. And the lion was like, I think I'm going to stay here. I think I'm going to stay on like tap. I once saw Michael Jackson turn into a clay animated rabbit, so I'll buy anything, you know. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a mark. Yeah, I saw him in 3D once. Well, I saw him in 3D a lot of times actually, so that was weird. But anyways, uh, yeah. All right, guys, thank you everybody for the super chats today. I do appreciate it. We'll we'll be back tomorrow, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Of uh, no news breaks, we'll definitely be talking about what we think is going to happen in the Mandalorian tomorrow. So if you guys have ideas and you want to come bring them to the show tomorrow, share them. Uh, we'll we'll probably have a, a chat-heavy show unless a bunch of news comes out or I get permission to drop an article I want to do. So, but then tomorrow night's the last episode of The Mandalorian. So we're at the very end of it now, the very very end. And uh, so we'll see everybody tomorrow. Can't Subscribe, wait. like the video, and all that kind of shit. And we'll see everybody tomorrow. And uh, thanks, thanks again everybody. for the support, everybody. Appreciate it. We really appreciate it.